to the Alien Oliver Show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a beautiful united introduction to an Alien Oliver Show. That was lovely. Um, so we're here this week. We're recording live from the Telfer Gallery in Glasgow. Ooh. As part of their Merchant City Festival contribution, their project, which is called Exchange. Um but our show, Ellie, yeah, is I believe called Similarities. Um, and why don't you fill us in a little bit? Because it's actually your choice this week. Oh, uh, was, was it? it uh, okay, I think no. I think we kind of came up t- with it together because we went out on Friday night for Denise's birthday. Oh yeah, we said happy birthday to her last week. We oh yeah, another shout. Happy post birthday, Denise. <laughs> but last Friday we went out together and we got quite drunk, which was quite fun. And sometimes when we're drunk, as we've discussed in the past, we have these quite deep philosophical conversations. And one of them I vaguely remember, because it was probably about two or three o'clock in the morning, was discussing the fact that there's often quite a lot of tension between us, (laughs) (laughs) as may have become apparent on previous radio shows. There's often a lot of discussions that need to be had. Um... But and there's always this kind of focus on the differences between us, mm-hmm. or the things that we do differently that annoy each other about each other. So, I thought that talking that what was actually interesting for us to remember mm-hmm. and reflect on is what brought us together in the first place, and those are our, I guess our shared passions, the things that we have in common mm-hmm. our similarities our similarities <laughs> which are probably a lot more prominent in actual fact than our differences mm-hmm. otherwise we wouldn't have been able to tolerate yeah, each other for coming up to nearly three years so all of this was going on at two or three o'clock in the morning last friday and then i thought we could do similarities and we could talk about because we haven't um i mean last week one of the things i said was when I was in a quite a grumpy mood, wasn't I, last week? Anyway, one of the things I read out was like, accepting difference is the only way to a harmonious society, which I, s- which I sort of still believe to a certain extent. But I don't think difference becomes so relevant or important if you just focus on similarities. Yeah, I think that one of the things that I learned in the lead-up to this show was that actually in a structural sense that one is dependent on the other and i read this like a certain type of uh, differences that they look at in social psychological approaches is alignable differences which is a bit like a sort of type of logic uh in the way it's expressed we say like a car has wheels and a motorbike has wheels but a car has four wheels and a bike has two but it's their similarities finding the difference requires first finding their similarities and apparently in people with alignable differences they're much more likely to get on with people than that are just differences so there's a certain type of difference which is connected Uh. by a similarity i was thinking one of the things that's quite 
inherent in both of us or, or one of the similarities that I think has merged or emerged through us being friends it might have been there before but I think it's become a lot more prominent recently is the the tendency that both of us like identify problems and then sort of develop kind of DIY approaches to solving those problems or um, trying to fix them but that's what the Alien Oliver show is all about really the philosophies of our everyday life yeah. isn't it because I think I talked about a long time ago on one of the shows about how this year for me has been about trying to hone this <laughs> all-encompassing philosophy that's going to enable me to cope with my life mm. but I don't think it's going to happen but I think that the, f- the show has helped us do that yeah I think that we've we developed this good technique of uh, existing together kind of happened through the show like having Fridays like every Friday this year, I've really got into a routine. Now, one of the things that I quite look forward to is like, well, you didn't do it this morning because you weren't swimming, but sometimes just having a Friday morning lie-in because we know that we don't oh, have yeah. to like, we know that, you know, the radio show has to be done at 12. But before that, I always like to treat myself to a little, my alarm didn't go off until 8 o'clock this morning Aww. instead of 7.40, although it hasn't really had much impact this week, Aww. despite going off. Oh, no, uh, that is nice as well. Although that's a difference between us. You get up early and I get up slightly later. Maybe we should look at uh, some similarities. What do you think of things that we have in common? Well, we met... Have we told the story of how we met? I don't know. I jotted it down as well, show. actually. I remember the first time we met when mm-hmm. I didn't think we were going to get on. But that was because you were sitting behind me in the lecture theatre and behaving a bit like a... Annoying little child (laughs) (laughs) while I was trying to concentrate on all of the important new information that was being imparted on us about the course we were about to embark on. (laughs) But I think that's just an age thing. Maybe, but it was quite good for me because I thought, oh, here's a lady in front of me taking all the notes. I I won't have to listen. But you did think I was a 19 year old boy. Yeah, that's true. I thought, what an obnoxious child. I feel maybe you've been in the year below me (laughs) on my undergraduate. Did you think I was a trans person? Uh, I hadn't. I didn't really think that. Actually, <laughs> okay, <laughs> just as well. Um, but then we met uh, the next day. Or was it the next day when we went on the tour of Glasgow? I remember being in a van with you. Yeah, I've actually noted this down. One of the Aww. first things that I really liked about you was when you told me about your panda pop diet that oh you went God. on. That's top secret. You couldn't. You could tell people. The Ellie Harrison Panda Pop diet. How does it go? Is it one Panda Pop for breakfast, one Panda Pop for lunch and a sensible dinner? <laughs> or, was it, or was there no sensible dinner? No, there was there was a sensible dinner, but that was when I was about 12. <laughs> That's so horrible. It makes me think about when I was at school. The first diet. Was yeah. that your first diet? It was one of my first diets. I mean, I have talked to my mum and dad about it. I think that they've totally fucked up my eating habits by just growing up in an environment where... Dieting was always like yeah, it was in it was in my house as well. My mum was a a very fervent dieter. There's another similarity. Maybe that's why we've got unhealthy relationships to eating. Do you think we have unhealthy relationships? Well, we're both quite a fan of binging, aren't we? (laughs) We do like binge. But do we binge at the same time? Sometimes Uh, binging is quite private. Yeah, I think we both binge in private. We binge when the other person isn't there. But when we were in Liverpool, 
Mm, yeah, okay, yeah, we did have a binge, but that was a special occasion. And you could say that when we were in Dublin, when we were in the thingy, and we had two takeaways in a row. Oh, yeah. That was a binge. It was a wee binge, a shared binge. <laughs> it was a shared binge. It's a shared passion, isn't it, binge eating? <laughs> that's lovely. Um, so maybe that's why you connected with the panda pulp story so much. Yeah, perhaps, yeah, because I remember thinking that's the kind of insane thing that my mum would have thought was a good idea. Well, my mum used to have a diet where she just had, like, lettuce at lunchtime and a banana for tea or something <laughs> terrible i mean she really messed up her but yeah this is the thing you know like you always hear this comment like birds of a feather flock together but actually we know or it seems to be what's apparent generally is that actually similar people are more likely to become friends yeah i think it's called the uh oh well there's some different effects that i explored the one that I really liked a lot, because we talk about it quite a bit in terms of potential partners, is the look-alike effect. Yeah. And how people are basically much more attracted to people that look like them, yeah. have similar ethical values. Um, and apparently they did this test in America where they transposed a man's face onto different pictures of women and then they asked the man which one he found more attractive. Sorry about that. We just lost our connection. Oh, I'm but sorry. It's all right. We're back now. And it's a half and half. We're recording this and we're going to put it out on a podcast. But Oliver, <laughs> you were saying some really interesting stuff. Well, were we talking? I think we were talking a little bit about. Are um, we talking about how the theories the look that you found effect. on Wikipedia? On Wikipedia. <laughs> Don't <laughs> say that. Or wherever else you got. Yeah, the no. I mean, if you d- if you can't ever listen to the Ellie and Oliver show, you can always just go on Wikipedia and you'll get a similar sort of uh, <laughs> summation of events. Yeah, so the, that's the lookalike effect. There's also the effect that I'm most interested in is the mere exposure effect, which is just really kind of what it says on the tin. Just really, the more exposure a stimulus gets, the more likable it becomes, because you just get familiar to it, you get used to it. We could say. So if you see someone repeatedly, this comes into occupational quintity which is why so many people end up getting married with people they work with because you just see them every day and then you begin to fall in love with them a bit this has happened to me oh sorry no it (laughs) does happen to me (laughs) yeah it happens to me too i just convinced myself that the person that i'm spending a lot of time around is actually the person that i'm in love with yeah yeah i think that maybe both of us have a similarity for mere exposure effect yeah but maybe that's because we're humans rather than just having some special uh, rapport between one another. Yeah. But I did learn as well, I tell you. Well, we should go into a song. But we I, I did learn a way, perhaps, potentially, to charm people that you feel that you have mere exposure effect to. Okay. I'll no, tell I you about that later. This, oh, okay. <laughs> tell, you, yeah, tell me about it at the break. But we decided that to choose our songs. Because um, another thing that we have in common, because we haven't really listed all the things that we have in common, um, but one of them I'd say is maybe taste in art or lack of tolerance for certain types of art. Yeah, I Being put it down Being able to see through the emperor's new clothes were a lot of art. A few on art making. A few, certain, a certain philosophy on, on, on the purpose and purpose of art maybe anyway. I think it's actually, that that's the thing that maybe both of us are interested in that some people aren't. That's maybe like the functionality or like some kind of use value of art. Like I guess we're trying to like often... F- find purpose in what we're doing whereas some people are kind of a bit more into the purposelessness of it yeah i'm torn between the two yeah well i'm torn between the two as well as i could just get a proper job i was doing something really useful but um (laughs) we have quite similar appreciation of cheesy music Mm -hmm. i would say and uh 
I think we probably identified this quite early on in our relationship as well. Yeah. <laughs> but you you like some things that I'm not so keen on. You you like hip hop. I'm not a massive hip hop fan, but I am quite a big grime fan. <laughs> I do like I that. think it's because you're very into power or like feeling quite empowered. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. So this track that we're going to play first, which we've ch- we've chosen both of our tracks together today to mark this similarity in music taste. And specifically off compilations. Compilations that we made for one another. Exactly. That so is really nice. This song is one that Oliver found somehow. Um off a compilation he made me called Ellie Positive, which was <laughs> to cheer me up through one other dark period in my life over the last year or two. And it's by Nole. Nole! Big shout out to Nole. It's called Spartan. Um, <laughs> let's just play it. And then I'd like to rem- reminisce about when we were in Berlin when we first discovered Nole oh afterwards, because yeah. that was so fun. But here's Nole and here's Spartan. Spartan freestyle. Let's do this. Only bring your all out danger. We're gonna fall out major. I despise my ugly side, no life. 
I stay flying my knee highs, I'm big time, trust me, it gets no bigger. The tears I cried rose up the seas and rivers. The sound boy killer, it gets no illa, it gets no illa, it gets no illa, it gets no illa, it gets no illa. Haters go to bed with me on their minds. Haters wake up with me on their minds. Going Google my name, I ain't hard to find. They got a YouTube session, they have to watch mine. Even if they're coming up with something I'm kind, it's all good to me because I'm taking up their time. I can be out of sight, but never out of mind. I can be off the scene, but never out of grind. Hit the stage and make them go out of their minds. I've got a knack for this. I'm in a lovely position. With the mic, it's like a lovely tradition. I think get ugly, it's like nobody listens. I'm doing me, I don't need anyone's permission. I'm an old school artist to help build this shit. Been in the game, seen a whole lot of tricks. Certain pieces they made it and act like they're A-list. What? And I'm sorry, your queen ain't giving me props unless the props are due. And I do it expect my props from you. Things are getting busy, I got a lot to do. The hand of time don't slow down, they TikTok move. Pick up my tunes, anything less it don't count. That the opinions out of your mouth. That when you hear my tunes, you don't bounce. They call me no lay, bro, pay. Hey, from back in the day, I'm still doing it. But I'm on some newer shit. Don't expect me spitting out bars. I did it all six, I missed four thousand futuristic. So these chicks better do their arithmetic. Drop me out, did I slurve or stutter? I'm telling you right now, there's nobody hotter. No label done, I'm like Max and Shotter. And every spit I wish you when I blow my gold pop. Sign to nobody, so nobody can't drop. I have your game under quicker than close with poppers. On the ball, Yankees call me Miss Soccer. Couple youths and captains got my shit in their locker. I've been wanting this from the days of La Cosa Nostra, so I ain't having none from him imposters. Spartan. Right. That we're back, Oliver. That was no lane. That was Spartan. And I we did listen to it and one of the things that we decided we had in common was a dislike for music that was really melancholic and dreary. Yeah, I would well, although actually I feel a bit hypocritical because I am quite but I do have a bit of a temptation sometimes to listening to something a bit maudlin. Well, I remember listening to one Smith's song that I quite liked, but it was one that Kim put me on the compilation. I can't remember. Mm. Yeah, I, I do like the Smiths, but I just think that it's not actually very good for me psychologically yeah. to listen to emotional or depressing music. Well, it was the theme of Ellie Positive, really, as a compilation. Yeah. It was upbeat music that Forceful you could dance around upbeat. with. But when yeah. I was listening to Nola, I was just like imagining, because I quite like to listen to one extra in the kitchen and yeah. dance around and like really like do some big pumping moves. I think that Nola song, unfortunately, does flop over into aggressive. It is which, aggressive. Um, which then I find a little bit like the same sort of, it's still like negative. Because often I think maybe people who write songs do have a bit of an ethical responsibility to keep in mind about how much their music oh, can influence their listeners. People. Yeah, I think, I, I don't, I mean, this, that's a massive topic. That we <laughs> should talk about. Because um, I've, I've also found, I've, I've been giggling a lot this show, which is really nice. But I was really thinking about when we were in Berlin. Because I just remember this one instant when we went out, in the because we were invigilating for our MFA show. We were basically having a nice holiday. And we did some naughty, th- very naughty things, actually. Oh, yeah, we did. Well, I don't think we can repeat it. <laughs> but um, we were out the back. Well, one of the naughty things we did was quite a bit of skiving when we went to be <laughs> invigilating. But we were out the back. We were smoking cigs. And that was when you first told me about... Nole. Nole. <laughs> and you were talking about the little interview she'd done. I think we that. listened to them, right, on her mixtape. Oh, what's her big trouble in Little London? Check out that Nole mixtape. But isn't her album called well it was a promo for an album that never happened that was called broken home yeah what was she saying about because you can relate to that i think mostly well being from a broken home i think that's what she says being from a broken home i decided to call my album broken home but i think she says broken home about 20 times in different tracks like 
I'm from a broken home. Oh, I hope Nalo doesn't ever listen oh, to no, this. I was going to tweet it. No, no, we really like you. We do. We do. We like you. Um, but I remember. <laughs> we were you just say, to be honest, if I'm honest a lot. To be honest. If I'm honest. If I'm honest. I'm not going to lie. Do you know what I mean? That's how she ends the mixtape. I really like it. To be honest. If I'm honest. But to, to be honest, <laughs> actually. Yeah. I am a big fan of honesty, so big yeah. up to no life for exactly. being as honest as she is. Exactly. I know. Oh, um, we shouldn't take the piss. But yeah, no, what we should do instead is to kind of... Um, I was reading one of the things that I really r- enjoyed particularly, and I said I was going to tell you more about now. Uh, oh, yeah. Was Milton Erickson. Do you know Milton Erickson? No. He was apparently quite a wild psychotherapeutic uh, hypnotist. And wow. he, but instead of um, trying to put his patients into a trance, like by saying, I'm going to put you into a trance now, because he felt that that always built, came in with built in resistance from the patient. What he would do instead is try to build a rapport with that person so that he could understand them to such a level that he'd be able to just get into their heads in another way and then make more effective interventions. And he had this, uh. it was called conversational hypnosis okay which someone described as like an artful vagueness right he had a way of doing it called the handshake induction okay where you shake someone's hand but because it's such a a familiar set of rules you just alter it ever so slightly do you straight the palm of yeah yeah you do something like that and apparently just breaking that slight slight similarity that you're always used to puts you into a tiny light little trance and then you can go from there well, it puts the person who you're trying to hypnotise into Yeah, a it begins to put them... It's like the beginning of a trance. But what if you weren't in a position where you could shake their hand? Is You've always got to do the handshake. Is there not some other way that you could touch Yeah, there are. I think <laughs> there are them. other ways. But the handshake really stuck in my mind because I really shake a lot of people's hands all the time. Okay. And so I began to think about how I could use that. Yeah, but <laughs> I really think that you can eye contact... Is very yeah. important because maybe eye contact is something that makes that really well. <gasps> this isn't this isn't a new theory, <laughs> but like this sort of really direct human connection because mm-hmm. that's I guess what we're talking about. When we're talking about similarities, uh, basic similarities that are all human beings, and sometimes yep. it's quite shit being a human being. I think it's um, but when you look someone in the eye, you really look someone in the. Mm-hmm. I think you can kind of. Hypnotizing, yeah. I think I'm sure in business they tell you to maintain eye contact with, but because it's part of mirroring, right? And so mirroring again is like it's quite a cynical way of using similarity to get someone to do what you want because you begin to, because they begin to associate themselves more with you, I guess, because you're mirroring their actions or like you're Mm. trying to force some kind of reciprocity or a reciprocal situation. Um, But obviously, it's a bit. Frightening. There's something a bit frightening about using similarity in that way. I was thinking, you know, actually, a lot of the time when we talk about differences and we talk about identity, which I mean, maybe is thematically perfect because it is the start of the Olympics today. So we're all celebrating the differences of lots of different communities or or countries, whatever. But, you know, the word identity originally comes from a Latin word that means sameness rather than difference. And I think that's really nice because actually when I think of identity, I think about it as purely being... Well, when you think about identity politics and things like that, it's about everybody going on, well, I'm special, I'm different. Like, I need my rights. Like, whereas one thing that... uh, 
the socialist perspective is all about to, uh, just no, to come back to, to some of the things I learned when I was at Marxism and reading that book that I've just finished um, about divisive politics and how like the aim of the people in power is to exacerbate dis- difference or to draw attention to difference mm-hmm. because if people well it's the whole concept of divide and rule yep. that if you can fit people against each other because making them feel like they're all really different then they don't have any power because they're isolated whereas the whole notion of class consciousness which is like what the 99% is all about as well is saying we're actually we're all in this together we're all in this together (laughs) but like we're 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 all you know if we how much power do we have if we work together rather Mm -hmm. than going on about how different we all are and because it's basic human needs, isn't it? I think it? that exact same point that you've just said is also in Rancière's Hatred of Democracy. Well, I'm not sure, but I definitely used to crack that out a lot, like that same sort of thought process, but without any connection to it is socialism. Just, it is just Marx, really. <laughs> it's like class consciousness. Oh, because do you remember at two o'clock in the morning, Oliver? And we were talking about Owen Jones. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to listen to our oh, show. Oh, okay then. But one thing at Marxism that they kept saying, and they were talking about um, um, one of these things, this this book that I've just finished reading about LGBT oppression and links to socialism, and how it talks about how in the past, like the Gay Liberation Front and all of these other like a- LGBT like activist groups align themselves with wider worker struggles mm-hmm. because they identified as being both oppressed groups yeah and there was like gays support the miners or something in 1984 where they did all of this stuff but um i was talking about what owen jones's catchphrase is and i don't oh yeah do it and do I it with owen jones's accent doesn't matter if he's not listening is it? we send him a picture of a cat a in a kilt yeah it might just be a socialist worker um, party catchphrase, but they kept saying it in Marxism. Anyway, you're gonna do it. Do it with a Stockport accent. No, <laughs> too much pressure to do a specific st- northwestern accent. Now. Oh, we stand. Ew. We stand together. We stand together. We, we fight together. We fight together. We win together. We win together. I think <laughs> we should probably just end on that, Oliver. Yeah, it's very beautiful. So we're playing out with. Another of our <laughs> shared favourites. Yeah, this is off um, Lesbian Club, which is a little mixtape that Ellie made for me. Actually, when we were still at school, so like probably two years ago, I remember making my degree show listening to Lesbian Club. And and because of that, I think you'll recognise that the song is very much of its time. Yeah. But that is very beautiful. We haven't had this lady on before. January 2010. I can't believe it's been so long. Here we go. Thanks for listening. This is Lady Gaga. And bad romance. Bye.